For me, it's 8.53 p.m. on August 6th, 2023. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle. And with me in my ever-evolving second chair is... Oh, man. I was going to say the nerdiest guy I know, but that's not... I don't think that's true. But it's also not an insult. I'll take top three. Oh, it's definitely not an insult. Yeah. Dave, welcome back to The Media Files. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here to talk about our content tonight. This is going to be cool as heck. We got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. We were just... We always end up recording later than we mean to because you come over and then we talk for like 25 minutes about... We we catch up on everything that we've done, like the $700 of magic cards that I pre-ordered for the Lord of the Rings set that uh, is causing contention in my home. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I tell you this same situation at home because i spent way too much money on a lightsaber that i've been wanting to buy for 10 years your new lightsaber yep but it uh, felt awesome yeah you know what the pictures when we're done man okay deal deal this week on the media files we are talking about dungeons and dragons honor among thieves Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is not the first cinematic adaptation of the classic tabletop role-playing game, but it is certainly the best. Edgen Darvis and his best friend Holga Kilgore want to take down Forge Fitzwilliam, old companion turned traitor. They enlist the help of sorcerer Simon and druid Doric, and we get a true-to-form RPG adventure. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves was released on March 31st, 2023, and stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Roger Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and Hugh Grant. It was directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. I think that they should call themselves the Johns, just like uh, the Daniels do for like uh, everything everywhere. I thought that would be great. But um, this team works together. These two guys work together regularly. They directed Game Night, which is a freaking very fun movie. I love that movie. They also um, paired up and I believe they I believe they wrote the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming script as well, which is a good and I think amongst the funnier of MCU films. Yeah. So I like the team they put this together and uh there's a lot of things we could talk about but i'll turn it over to you because um i actually don't know your history with dungeons and dragons and uh where you come into this film like what what position do you come into this film from um i'm i'm a fan who doesn't grow up nerdy like we do and not be dungeons and dragons conversant right um i know i played when i was young but i think my earliest memory is a cartoon show so Uh i'm like 84 no 85 86 i was like 10 years old yeah so i wake up saturday mornings serial cartoons because that's what we did growing up and that was the best way to grow up but i love the dungeons and dragons cartoon cartoon yeah. watch it religiously i have it on dvd at home do you really yeah oh I my did gosh a, i hosted the D club at my the school i teach at for a, oh, dope. a year or two so i bring in the discs and i have those playing in the background so where they're all yelling at each other you know running their games i'd be watching the cartoon that's and stuff. rad yeah so uh and then i i know i played i got a couple of the books sitting right yeah, here. yeah you brought your i think these are first edition oh yeah dungeons are... and dragons manuals the legends and lore the monster manual the player's handbook love the art on them it's great art Oh, yeah. Oh, super good art. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when the second edition handbook came out, I went down to Taurus Comics in Marquette, Michigan and plopped on my 20 bucks. And I swear I read that thing cover to cover two, three times. I swear I probably read the books more than we actually played it. A group of buddies we would play occasionally. Um, 
And then uh, when I was teaching up in Utah 20 plus years ago, uh, the middle school I worked at had a Dungeons and Dragons RPG club. Uh-huh. And one of my buddies, a science teacher that I ran the club. And so he had a regular Saturday game. So I played in a regular game for maybe two and a half years up there. I literally Holy had, the, smokes. I had the character sheet in the thing. I saw like, that right when there. you yeah. opened it when you were showing me those books. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I always loved the property, read a bunch of the books, like the Dragonlance books, the yep. Forgotten Realms books, uh-huh. the Icewind Dale was mentioned in the movie and stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, that's my backstory with it. So I was, I was hyped up to see this movie and then, uh, we caught the panel at Comic-Con last summer too. Oh yeah. Super hyped. Well, all the cast was there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. All the How cast, cool, it was great. man. How fun. It was, it's, it's so bougie and snooty. I feel bad, but they showed some clips. It's, we'd start talking about the movie a little bit, right? Yeah. Right. They showed so some good. clips and one of the little Easter eggs was the characters from the cartoon are in the arena are, scene. Yes. And I, I lost it. I saw those guys. I started screaming right there. And Emma just looks at me. And I'm all elbowing her in the ribs and stuff. It's a cartoon. The it's the cartoon, the cartoon characters. The yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny because Lindsay did not catch that reference. Mm-hmm. And I did. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was very cool. Oh, yeah. Very cool little throwback there. That, and it was, and it, it's not, a, it's not, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it's not like a super obvious reference no, either. No. You really got to be paying attention to to catch it. That but first little blurb is like a quick little pan. Like yeah. if you blink it, you miss it but if you see it like the costumes are so distinct like, oh yeah oh, you, yeah you know and then there's one or two other little scenes where it's a little more close up right. you're like yeah that's right. so how'd you like the movie how'd you like honor among thieves I was super excited for this to come out. I love the property. I liked the movie. It was an uh-huh. enjoyable way to spend the night. Sure. My my two girls who I brought with, they're fans of the property. They dabble a little bit and they like it. And I, I feel bad saying that. I, I want to like it more than I did. It's not to say I disliked it, but I was a little little underwhelmed. I was entertained. Sure. Go to the movies to be entertained. But I was just a little underwhelmed. And maybe it was just, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was just that kind of night. Sure. But I, I enjoyed sure. it, but I was a little like, eh. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. I, I come from a long history of Dungeons and Dragons as well. Yeah. Growing up you know nerdy on the east side of las vegas with a bunch of nerdy friends and like i just mentioned lord of the rings and magic the gathering in the same sentence at the intro of the show i mean dungeons and dragons was an integral part of my friend group and what we did to pass time and to have fun and kind of a religious thing that we got together and we did this uh and i've i've played on and off since then i i've taught people the game i've introduced it to people i've had things taught to me from people who have played a lot more than i have you know and some of the guys that I played with in high school I still play with that's awesome regularly I that's mean awesome. we we we're not in a campaign right now but I think within the next three months we'll probably start it up again we'll start up a new campaign and we'll get into it uh and like you I think I I think I have really really fond memories and and fond associations with Dungeons and Dragons oh, yeah. and just the kind of actual escapism that it provides right the type yeah. of escapism that I'm always looking for from books uh movies video games Dungeons and Dragons always Always provides that. Yeah. I have memories built into my brain that never happened, right? They happened around a kitchen table, yeah. but I can see them still. I see these things as if I was there. And, and it's just, it's, it's unlike anything else. I really do think it's unlike anything else. I don't have the, the edition one handbooks, but you know, up, on, just my, means I'm old. up on my <laughs> nerdy shelf out yeah. here in the loft, I have the 3.5 handbooks, yeah. which is the ones that were active when I was playing. And now I think it's on edition five, yeah. fifth yeah. edition. Um, but I enjoy it so much. So I was, I actually wasn't super excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked really corny. I thought it looked pretty cheesy and they're, there was a, a series, I think, of three movies in the early 2000s that were awful. Oh, good grief. Oh, they're bad. I was uh, listening to something about that the other day. Uh, another something online. And the first one was trash and the other two went direct to direct to DVD. Right. But I remember the same level of anticipation like I felt for this. You want to see Dungeons and Dragons done right. Sure. And I, 
I wonder if maybe not liking this one as much as I wanted to, maybe 5% of that is the stink from the horrible first one we got 20 years ago. Now, see, that's that's what I went into this movie with, mm-hmm. was that expectation. And I think I came out, like, positively surprised, like, well surprised, like, wait a second, this wasn't garbage, yeah. you yeah. know, and I was expecting it to be. And yeah. so the fact that it wasn't, I think I liked this more than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was perfect. But this movie plays into, it, it's this high fantasy movie, which I feel like it's hard to do anyways high fantasy yeah. is hard to do it's hard to get right uh but they make it silly in the way that dungeons and dragons the way that i always played it with my friends mm-hmm. was silly and i think it's the way that dungeons and dragons is best played right yeah. when you're playing with people that you're close with and people that you know well friends yeah then it's funny yeah there are a lot of inside jokes that happen from from session to session and within a campaign there are a lot of callbacks and a lot of this and that that and and some of the, my best memories of Dungeons and Dragons is humor, yeah. which you wouldn't think about, you know, spells, sorcery, swords, blades, ogres, orcs. But that's what I that's what I associate with it. And so the humor that that permeates through this movie, I think, really sold me on this movie yeah. more than I thought it was going to. Uh, and I think a lot of that probably thanks to Chris Pine and oh. just how charismatic he is. His charisma modifier through the roof. Right. Good thing they got him to play the bard. Yeah. Right? They, oh, yeah having yeah. him as the bard, I think, was a fantastic yeah. choice and i'm not a huge fan of michelle rodriguez but this was the role for michelle rodriguez i think she acts absolutely kills it as holga here mm-hmm. uh really really good choice for her there's certain actors and i'm not saying this in a bad way but like tom cruise plays tom cruise action hero in a good chunk of his movies and i like tom cruise and I'll, action hero. I'll go to see that yeah. yes 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 and i i chris pine's fantastic uh-huh. He plays like to a certain extent variations on the same character and it's watching it was like, yeah, this is Chris Pine kind of sort of doing a variation on Chris Pine, but he was great on it. And Absolutely. it fits that, that character class well as the bard. See the same thing, Michelle Rodriguez, she fits that role she's great. Michelle because Rodriguez, she, yeah. She's hardcore in those sort of movies and uh-huh. beats the crap out of people. And uh, Justice Smith as the as the as the mage, he kinda of the, the bumbly sort of thing. He's I kinda of sort of saw that. Like, sure. He was because he was in a Pokemon, right? He was in Detective like, Pikachu. Pikachu. Right, yeah. And so the I A think movie the, I also enjoy, my Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were all well cast. In, in that way and this movie was a thousand times an improvement on the 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 absolutely the direct yeah. from 20 years ago mm-hmm. uh hugh grant also I, I have to say hugh grant taking a turn as a villain in this movie uh, you know you'd expect kind of a thespian like hugh grant i, yeah. I think to turn his nose up at a movie like this uh but i i, I since uh, the super mario brothers movie comes out this weekend yeah, yeah. right and I think back to the old uh, Mario Brothers movie where Dennis Hopper plays oh, Koopa. Boy. We could that's right? a whole separate. Yeah. The, yeah, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> but you'd expect somebody like Dennis Hopper to really hate this role mm-hmm. of Koopa, right? You'd expect a thespian like Gary Oldman to hate the role of of Zorg in yeah. The Fifth Element, yeah. right? Instead, they show up on set and completely knock it out of the park for no reason. They don't have to go that hard on a movie yeah. like this, right? That's how I feel about Hugh Hugh Grant in this movie as Fitzsimmon, Forge Fitzsimmon, right? Fitzwilliam, Forge Fitzwilliam. By the way, the most most Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) names, right? Doric and Edgin and, and Holga Kilgore. Forge Fitzwilliam. Uh, these are names that you come up with just because you need a name for a character, oh, yeah. right? And I and I appreciate that about these names. 
but I think that Hugh Grant's performance here falls into line with Dennis Hopper and Gary Oldman for yeah. me. He 100% goes in and, and chews himself some scenery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had a little flair on it. That was, uh, wasn't really Hugh Grant playing Hugh Grant. He had like a character he you was ex- kind of playing and he you was a little cheesy be, and slimy yeah. and he, yeah. he sold it. Yeah. You expect him to be charming and, and funny and cute in yeah. the way that he has been in rom-coms for the past 40 years. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's slimy and gross. Oh, yeah. And I liked that. Oh, I great. loved seeing Hugh Grant in, in that light, um, a way that I've never seen him before. D and D, I think, like I said, high fantasy is, I think, really difficult to do, and even more difficult to do well. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a it's a very niche market, especially for film. Yeah, video game, you're fine. Right? <laughs> uh, d- for film, you've got a you've got a tough audience to crack there. Um, but they do it well here, and D and D, I think, is hard as well because, like we said, it's it's a it's a game. Yeah. Right. And games don't always translate well, especially board games or tabletop games. That's a hard thing to translate to the screen. But I think the other thing that as a as a longtime player of Dungeons and Dragons, there are multiple things in this movie that I felt translated super well from the game to the screen, right? Apparently they had a they had a consultant on set the entire time that was like, wait a second, that's not doable, right? Uh-huh. There is a there is a quick there there's a lot of quick mentions in this about yeah. a spell that's only active for up to 50 yards or 500 yards mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Um items that they find that are actual items from Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, there's some fun little Easter egg the stuff. Hither there. Hither stuff. Right, oh, or the, the, wasn't yeah. that like uh, what, are people ragging out like oh it's just a portal gun or whatever yeah yeah oh come on but it's, that's yeah a thing yeah right yeah. so um the, the the one that sticks out to me when they try to sneak into the vault and like oh it's magically protected it's like a Morden Canaan spell and they said that I'm like I remember that name yeah, from yeah. 30 years ago in the player's handbook spell book uh-huh. and I, I literally looked it up the other night and there's like two or three Morden Canaan but that name it's so you know right. the dragony and sticks out and absolutely makes it fun well and you mentioned too they they mentioned Icewind Dale right yeah. they mentioned Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate yeah. Neverwinter mm-hmm. these are all spots that people that have played Dungeons and Dragons for a long time would be really familiar with so was this setting was it like a Forgotten Realms setting with the Ice Windows ones that have Forgotten Realms book series I think yeah Is I it... I'm not I don't know the geography well enough <laughs> but Baldur's Gate being one of the oh, more yeah. popular right uh, riffs off of Dungeons and Dragons I think that and I... Neverwinter Nights being another one but uh, there is a scene towards the end and I'm not going to talk super spoilers yeah. but there's a scene where a character picks up a potato and throws the potato at another character's face mm-hmm. and the potato explodes when it hits their face right that's very stupid yeah it's very dumb but in dungeons and dragons there have been many instances where a character that i'm playing or a character in my group has picked up a random object and attempted to do something with it and rolled a 20 yeah right you roll that natural 20 and in dungeons and dragons that's a crit oh yeah you you not only did you succeed you succeeded in stunning fashion yeah and the and the you know a good dungeon master will always try to come up with some flavor text about what yeah. just happened with that item something incredible just happened right um that was a that was a a, a natural 20 that got rolled on the board right there mm-hmm. And I, I, right as I watched it, I said, holy smokes, this is such, <laughs> this is the most Dungeons and Dragons moment. And, and they don't, they don't, they don't lay it on, right? It just happens. Yeah. It's just something that happens in this movie. I thought that was really, really well done. If you don't play Dungeons and Dragons, it's not something that's going to bother you. Yeah. But if you do play Dungeons and Dragons, you will catch a potato being thrown at a face and exploding <laughs> when it hits their face as something that's very, very securely within the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. As soon as you're talking about that, I remember like what my potato moment was in an old campaign I, pl- oh, yeah. I played in. And oh, I'm yeah. sure you did too. Like, oh, this is, you know... 
I'm just going to do something stupid because I want to do this with my character and with my friends. And can I, can I do this? Right. Yeah. And, and we had the running joke in our group, like, can I, can I do this? And our dungeon master saying, you may certainly try, right? (laughs) Anything you say you can do, including picking up a potato and throwing it at your enemy. You can do that. Dungeons and dragons. And this, and that's not the, I mean, that's not the only example in this movie. There are so many times where a character just does something because they think they can. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that about this movie. That's, I think that was probably my favorite part about this viewing experience of, yeah. of being able to pick out these little parts of a D&D player wrote yeah. that moment. It's a, I like the the assortment of monsters they have in. I mean, that's part of the fun. Like, who doesn't have a monster manual Absolutely, as a D&D yeah. player and you just spend hours flipping through it and looking at all these crazy things. Like the Displacer Beast. They had yeah. that up in the in the uh, trailers and stuff. They're like, holy crap, that's so cool. Yeah. The Gelatinous Cube. The Gelatinous Cube. I was at WonderCon the other yeah. weekend. The Funko booth, one of the exclusives they had was a Gelatinous Cube. It was one of the ones that was selling out 15 bucks at the convention and mm. check that night and people are you know 70 80 90 100 bucks yeah. for the glow in the dark one on ebay it was yeah. insane but seeing all those little figures in there that still screams D too because if you're doing adventure you know you don't want to be fighting kobolds and yeah. orcs all the time you want to fight something interesting Owl and a good bears, DM throws it in oh, oh right. yeah black dragons that don't spit fire yeah that was a very oh, nice yeah. touch yeah, yeah i was very pleased with that yeah um good work on the consultant that guy needs a raise <laughs> i think 100 <laughs> percent um, and I, the, uh, when we were watching the movie, there's a part where there's an actual dragon in an actual dungeon. Yes. Like it's so on the nose yes. that I it's a, kind of jokingly let my kids like, look, it's a dragon in a dungeon. There is a you dungeon see what they did there? Yeah. and a dragon in and this that, movie. Yeah. That whole scene feels like, you know, that is a little side quest. You got to go Absolutely, get the thing to yeah. do the other thing. There are fetch quests in this. Here, here's, here's where you go. And it's, oh yeah, this is totally how it Super works. Fun, that's, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. And it, the dragon was so fat too. Was, oh yeah. Oh, fat, loved fat it. Fat dragon. It. Yeah. yeah. Ch- chubby dragon. Great. Lots of visual gags in this movie that yeah. I thought worked really well. Another one with the bard and the sorcerer doing something together mm-hmm. that I won't spoil here. I I was howling. I, you know, I thought it yeah. visually worked really, really well. Well, that red dragon is so iconic in the old, uh, like the red box players set uh-huh. back in the day. It's the little, the fighter and the big red dragon filling right, up the screen. Right. Like you, you have to have a big red dragon in a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do hope that this goes on from here, right? It, I, it made bank, right? I hope that we see more um there are cameos from other actors in this movie things i won't spoil now um did you catch the one in the crowd right at the end i won't say the name but it was like he was on screen for like half a second oh i didn't you're gonna have to tell me okay you're gonna have to tell me after it's a it's a i remember i read some interviews with the with the uh, uh directors and the creators and stuff and they're saying there's i mean you know there's like a whole hollywood group that gets together and they they're hardcore sure D sure. players and like we could have worked a lot of those in but we were trying not to do that and stuff right. and but you know if this continues on you know all the D nerds in hollywood are gonna be like yeah weasel me in somewhere weasel yeah, me absolutely in. yeah it was not james bond a stormtrooper in one of the star wars movies you know, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah everyone's yeah. going on a piece of that i i do want sequels to this i oh, yeah. and whether it's with the same troop of adventurers right or a different troop of adventurers right i think that i think that this could be a series that works well as an anthology series oh. we get a dungeons and dragons some other subtitle yeah and it's a brand new story with a brand new set of characters right and maybe those characters tie in in some way to edgin or or holga or doric i would be okay with that yeah. but i'd also be okay with bringing in new actors and letting them explore this world so would you prefer to see adaptations of quasi pre-existing characters from dungeons and dragons adjacent books like Dragonlance or forgotten realms or do you want to see original stuff like we saw here where it feels more like hey, these are players that me and my friends characters my friends and i might have played i did see an article saying that they were going to attempt to at least maybe work in drizzt in the future the the, That's the icewind dale because i yes. think that was he yeah. debuted in that book so I, I 
did see something that they were trying to work in some sort of Drizzt like a... storyline, yeah. right? Um, but I'm not sure that's what I want, right? Maybe as a side character, yeah. right? Maybe as the, you know, the, the paladin in this movie yep. that shows up for about 10 minutes. Have a role that way, right? Yeah. Work in the references to this world in that way. But I think that Dungeons & Dragons, the, the specialness of Dungeons & Dragons is about the stories that are created. Yeah. New stories that you're able to make and create. Let these movies be... Let them be an exploration of that, I think. Yeah, I think you're, uh, I, I got to agree with you. You're, you're right. That's probably the best way to approach these properties and make them accessible to right. accessible to people. And you sprinkle on some of those little like, drizzed Easter eggs for the nerds. And like, yeah. oh, that's that's my, I, I read those. I use my guy. And all right, cool. Let's get back with these other people that are like what we play. Yep. Everything we talk about on the Media Files, we do give a very stupid, utterly arbitrary rating to. Dave, how do you arbitrarily rate Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves? I told you earlier, I felt like my last arbitrary rating was a little weak. And so I came, I came prepared came today. Prepared. Oh, wow. Are we going to roll an arbitrary rating? This is as arbitrary as it gets. We have, this is a a large 20-sided die. And then a fancy color one. And a small 20-sided die. borrowed these from a buddy at school, and he was being funny, so he sent sent down a big one. But it's got to be a charisma check. You you brought it up. I was kind of laughing when you said that. Chris Pine, no, he's got got, got high charisma. Uh I I looked up some stats. I'm not being a nerd in reading, but uh, uh, let's see. If we go by 5th edition rules, we'll say uh, uh, Pine's character, maybe a charisma score of like 18. I think so. Right? Yeah. That's fair. Um, That gives him a plus three modifier to the role to convince a general human audience to like the film. Let's say he needs a, a 10, like an, easy, an easy task. Ten. Most sure, people sure, like sure. that. So, so he I'm, needs a 10 with a plus three. Yeah. So I'm going I'm, to I'm go. roll and see how much okay. I like this movie. Is that a 17? We're going to go with a 17. 17. So an unnatural 20 there, but that's a really good roll. Yeah. Solid roll. A charisma roll of 20. Yeah. I like that. That's <laughs> that's incredible. I thought I was being all clever thinking that. That's up. incredible. Look at, this is a big 20-sided die. That's huge, die. right? Yeah. We saw some of those at WonderCon, like they're made out of metal too. They're so heavy. Holy like the, smokes. The table crusher ones. Have you seen this? The I've got a decal on the back of my car that's a 20-sided die. I knew. Yeah, it's I, been there forever, yeah. Right next to the Daredevil one. Now everybody knows who I am driving around. That's all right. You guys know who I am. You see the 20 you'll, you'll swap them out. next to the daredevil sticker it's me <laughs> um i was going to well, yours was better than mine i was actually just going to say this was a, a initiative roll of 16 which is probably good enough to be first yeah. first turn right in most roles a 16 is going to get you first or within the first couple of moves yeah that's a, that's a good initiative it's, roll. it's not a, it's not perfect right no. but this is a good first movie of what yeah. i want to see dungeons and dragons doing in the future i'd be really happy if they continue this they forward. they laid a good foundation here absolutely there's a lot yeah. to build on. And, it, yeah. and I think the directors that they've chosen to put the script together, the screenplay together, and, and put this these guys that are really well-versed in action movies mm-hmm. that work, that weave comedy kind of effortlessly into the script, like Spider-Man Homecoming, like Game Night. It's a good fit. There's a lot There's a lot of love in here. It's not a matter of, you know, you got to have the nerds making the movies. Right. But it's, it's the respect for the material they have and the knowledge they have of the material, and they, they do it well. And I'm, I'm excited about this team. I, I, I will watch this movie again. I'm excited to give it another pass and check it out when it comes out on video and yep absolutely do have a little announcement to make here before we wrap this show up uh this is episode 147 of the media files uh pretty soon we will be reaching episode 150 of the media files and that will be the final episode of the media files unfortunately we have a few more episodes to go but after nearly three years of being on the airwaves the media files is finally coming to a close uh, this is that does not mean the end of me uh podcasting or recording i will still be doing uh, my other projects as well and we'll talk about those later uh but tune into these last few episodes we still enjoy doing them we still enjoy having everybody 
here listening to them. Uh, but we've only got a few more to go. We'll see you in those ones, but that's all the time we've got for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files, and thank you again, Dave, for lending your Dungeons & Dragons expertise. Super happy to be here for this one. Thank you. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian, and the producers are Jacksack and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstuff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Thank you.